Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I'm joined here, as always, with Super Sam, Super Fan, Jake Circus of the Jake Circus Podcast and Devin Circus. And this is the week four preview of Jungle Talk. Yeah, coming off a win. All right, here we go. So time to stack them. Um, not really a whole lot of news. I mean, we're early in the week and uh, and we played Monday night. So um, but uh Burrow did go through the walkthrough yesterday, which they called a full participant, but it's not actually practice. Um, and they list him as day to day now. So um, I'm assuming he's probably going to be limited in some form, you know, going through this week. What are you hearing? He's he's full. He's going. Uh, yeah. He said that there was no re-aggravation and that's good after throwing the ball. However many times he threw it, 51. Um, it's you know, it's it's going to be hurting him. For the time being, maybe even going into November, December, the better stretch of the year. But uh, it's something he can play through. So it's, it seems like he's uh, he's not really worried about it. Yeah, I, I read that he reached out to Aaron Rodgers and uh, and has been getting some advice from him on how he dealt with it. So I guess Aaron played with the similar injury. Rodgers did. Rodgers did play through it. He was he played really well. Yeah, okay. they, they, made, they, they made the playoffs that year. So, uh, well, at least he's, you know, reaching out to those resources and, and we know the mindset Monday night was a huge relief. I mean, I just bought my tickets for Arizona. Um, you know, so I'm going, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, week and a half. And, uh, and there was talk about shutting him down. And if they shut him down, would they shut him down to up to the bye week And I was like, oh man, I didn't buy tickets to go see Jake Browning lose the game for us in Arizona. So, uh, you know, it was Monday night was a, was a huge relief. And like I said, it's a, we saw we have a game plan where we can get it, you know, win with Burrow Limited. A 50% Burrow is better than 100% Jake Browning. I saw on Twitter and I retweeted it from somebody. Um, I just thought this was stated really well. He said that the uh, that the way the Bengals uh, dealt with the backup quarterback is malpractice. That's what he wanted. <laughs> let's, uh, let's sue the Bengals because that's a malpractice from a football team. So it is. It, it is. I watched Chris Sims the other day. He talked about how woefully disappointing our backups are so it's uh it's a very underwhelming group and uh we talked ad nauseum on the preseason shows at a, after each game about how distressed we were um so we'll see yep. aj mccarron you think he uh we get him up to speed in a few weeks and maybe get him in as the number two i trust him a hell of a lot more than browning i you know, don't the whole know AJ mccarron thing cracks me up sorry jake the whole aj mccarron thing cracks me up you've got all the fans on Twitter clamoring. Well, he knows the offense. He was no, he here doesn't. when Marvin Lewis was here. Right. Like, no, he doesn't. That's that was, bullshit. Like, AJ Green was his receiver. I mean, right. it's a little different. And look, he's been productive. Uh, he's been somewhat healthy and uh, productive in the XFL. Battlehawks. He's a hero. He's a hero here. They love him here. Columbia. I just look at Lewis it. Area. We, he's been on the big stage as a game manager to yes. ask him to come in and not lose a game and just, you know, work with whatever kind of game plan we have. I trust him more than Jake Browning. Obviously, <laughs> the he knows the offense. No, the only thing he knows is his way around the locker room because that's about the only thing that's the same from the Marvin Lewis team he was on. People forget that. 
I mean, he hit A.J. Green for a go-ahead score late in the game. Perfect intercepts. We win that game. We go on to New England. We break the drought. It's a whole different history for him. It's forgotten that he was the quarterback that I didn't have a great game, but when the chips were on the table at the end, he did put us in the position to win. So he I did everything he needed to do in yeah. that game, playoff so, game. I just think he's an upgrade. You know, we can get him up to speed with this, yeah. and he fits in the locker room. I think he's an upgrade over Browning, and I trust him more to go in and not lose the game. That's all. You know, looking looking back on it now that we have broken the drought and like made a Super Bowl, it's it's almost been like a blessing in disguise that we didn't win that Pittsburgh game because Dalton was going to come back the next week, having not played in five weeks, and good. Good Lord knows what he what Bill Belichick would have done to him in a playoff yeah, but you game know in what? Foxborough. Our defense a week later matched up really well. We were a tougher matchup, I think, for for New England defensively than Pittsburgh was, and I really think we could have, you know, because Baltimore has gone in and 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 surprised in and there's had have a really good actually success rate in beating Belichick. So. Um, I think it would have been different, but yeah, the way things played out, you know, maybe things are different and we don't get Burrow. We don't get the first pick. So, you know, everything kind of works out the way it does, but all right, well, let's get into this game. The the two most important things about AJ McCarron, and this probably states why he's not an NFL quarterback. The two most things AJ McCarron is famous for is having an unbelievable tattoo and Brent Musburger being obsessed with his girlfriend. Yes, was- I remember yeah. that. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew yeah. that was coming. Oh, my. If you're the starting quarterback on Alabama, look what you get. It was like, it was like Brent, you know, uh, you know, calm down here. I don't know what was going on in that booth. I don't want to know. So, no. uh, so let's, and that uh, tattoo is something special, man. Yeah. So there you go. So let's talk about the things we're feeling good about, not feeling good about. We always start with the negative. Um, hey, before I forget, God, it's early in the morning and I, here in Los Angeles for me. It's earlier than we usually shoot. Um, Jake, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Jake Circus Podcast, Spotify and YouTube, three pods a week. Uh, Monday, NFL, Wednesday, college, Friday, gambling. Check it out. Good stuff. Excellent. No, no, no. And he's had some great picks. So um, the best week I've had gambling this year, he handed me Florida money line and, uh, and I brought that home on three cards. So I'll always, uh, I'm going to, I've got one this week. Good. Good. I've I got a little, hear li- little live dog. All right. So stay tuned. Cause that's what, what, that's going to be our teaser at the end. That's your dessert for this one. Um, so talk about the things we're not feeling good about. Um, oh, and if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. That's all we ask. Five fans, four fans, we just ask for you to subscribe, hit the notification, hit the thumbs up for us on YouTube. So obviously my biggest thing is Vrabel. I, I always worry teams that have good coaches, they have them ready to play hard. So we know this team's going to play hard. He's going to come up with something. That's that's really my biggest concern because this offense has kind of been toothless. I'll go through some numbers in a second. But, yeah. uh, you know, Tannehill and the offense doesn't scare me, Not especially not with what we saw out of our defense Monday. Um so, yep. but, uh, but Vrabel, Vrabel, you know, Vrabel scares me, you know, that, yeah. that's what I'm concerned about. Absolutely. Great coach, Jake. I know you've got nothing but great things to say about Vrabel too. You're a big fan. Um, I, I got to think that this game was circled back in June or July in the Tennessee locker room. Cause we've gotten them in some key spots in the last couple of years, I think three times in the last two years, or we played them twice. Three. Right, three times. No, so we we beat we Bur- Burrow's first like big win game in 2020 at home against the Titans. That was like not a really 
an awesome Titans team. And they got him in the playoffs 2021 in Nashville. And then uh, they got him last year in the regular season also in Nashville. And a big, that was a big game for us. It was a horrible spot. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So two times in a row, um, I still have nightmares about what Jeffrey Simmons has done to our O-line. Obviously, the O-line is very different. Their, their D-line is really, really good. That was the first question I asked Jake after the game on Monday night when we were already looking ahead. I said, is their O-line still as, as scary as I remember it? And uh, it, it's pretty good. Jeffrey Simmons is really, really good. Um, he had uh, him and most of Tennessee had some very entertaining Twitter battles with Quentin Spain, talking a lot of trash, if you remember that. But I just think this is a game that Tennessee has circled. Uh, they need it. They're one and two as well. And But we'll get it. The offense is dreadful. Um, I certainly think that we can absolutely shut them down, shut Henry down. Uh, Taji Spears is an interesting rookie that offers a very different spin than Henry. But, uh, yeah, that defensive line scares me. Um, that's where yeah. I'm at. And it's like you read my notes because the second word right there, it says revenge. That was my next uh, thing, and you hit it right there. That's uh, There's nothing more motivating than uh, – and the opportunity and the desire, especially if you've been stewing for a while, to give some payback. And uh, you know that Tennessee's thinking that way. So um, just throwing out some numbers. Yes, their defense is formidable. Landry, too, is a problem. I know he's on their injury report, but it's still limited practice. So, uh, yeah, on his hamstring. So, I mean, they've got their defense is very respectable. They've been – they were close in the game week one. I think they lost to New Orleans. Isn't that in the yes. news? In New Orleans, that's a tough yeah, defense. Yeah, so uh, so I mean, their defense is points. What's that? I was gonna say, and then they beat the Chargers, who were terrible, but they score points. Right. So we'll get into. I got some stats from uh, from uh, offensively on Tennessee when we get to the positives, because th- that's the positive is what I think our defense can do to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and that's what I have. And the last thing I have is Hopkins and Henry. They have weapons. I think we can contain Henry. Hopkins is still a a threat as a receiver they just don't have a lot around hopkins so i think he's the only one we really need to shut down and you know make them use other guys to beat us so um yeah but but that's all i had did you have anything else that uh bothered you jake anything else you're worried about um i mean yeah their 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 interior pressure is really really good um i've been saying all all offseason during the season that i think the titans have the most underrated front in the league i mean because the last two years they were like really good at getting interior pressure to the quarterback, forcing them, you know, kind of out of the pocket. Um, and they ate on quarterbacks that, that couldn't run. I mean, that was that's always been the, that's always been Tennessee's strength is they've always done well against quarterbacks that can't really escape the pocket because their interior pressure is so good. That's what we're gonna see with Burrow. Burrow's not gonna be eager to get outside the pocket. He's gonna want to get the ball out quick. Um, not really sure exactly what type of Defense Tennessee is going to bring in terms of pass defense. It hasn't been good this year. Um, Herbert kind of was throwing all over the place. He was running around a bit, a lot, uh, throwing the ball deep. So the, so the Bengals offense is going to have to come to play in terms of like deep passing. Uh, I don't think them, you know, just going down the field on these five, six yard hitches, you know, just short passes is going to really be effective in a kind of a, what I think is going to be a fight, not really a game, but a fight uh, right. like it always is against them. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, and I said on our our recap uh on Monday night, 
we put a lot of stuff on film so we have to have something new this week we can't run out and say okay well it worked let's go out and do the same thing because Vrabel will have these guys ready to shut down whatever we put down on film on uh, on Monday night for him so uh so we're gonna have to come up with a new wrinkle I'm hoping Callahan and, and Anna Rumo have uh you know have been uh, doing their work this week so you know that's what we can hope for things we can feel good about is that everything on the negative because we can go to the positive now Okay. Brable. 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 That's, that was my number one. I, I always worry teams with good coaches, regardless of the stat, uh, personnel they have, they're going to have these guys ready to play. It's just that simple. And that that's always a concern. All right. The chart, the, uh, the Tennessee offense, when you look at their numbers for the first three games, it doesn't look horrible, but if you take out the charger game, I mean, all three touchdowns they've scored were against the Chargers. Um, you know, if you take out, he completed 80% of his passes in that game, okay? If you take that out of the equation, he's only completed 49% Tannehill of his other passes. He's 29 of 59 for 300 yards in the other two games. This is not, I mean, this is a toothless offense. It really is. Um, Tannehill needs the pieces around him. He's a lot like Andy Dalton is in where he needs the pieces. And he, you know, the Titans kind of blew up their offense when they let their key receiver go to Philadelphia and, um, and they try to recoup with DeAndre Hopkins, but he doesn't have a lot around him and, and a, and Henry's aging and the old lines aging. So, um, your line's bad. Your, yeah, their line's so, really, really bad. Yeah, and that you know that Tannehill's been sacked thirteen times in three games. That doesn't count the hurries. I don't know what the stats are on the hurries and the knockdowns and all that, but thirteen sacks in three games. I mean, when that happened to Burrow last year, they were all telling us, you know, what we're going to kill this guy. So I don't hear anybody yelling for the health of Tannehill out there, but but he's uh, you know he's been under siege too. So I feel pretty good about those things, you know, going into this game, especially after seeing our defense Monday. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree. And, you know, you mentioned uh, a second ago, Hopkins and Henry are key weapons. I'll flip it and say, I think they're key weapons in 2019. Yeah. And I'm not so, I'm not so sure that they're the guys that uh, carry much more than name value. Look, Derek Henry's still really good. Hopkins is still really good, but the key is uh, the, the strength of our defense, the weakness of their offensive line, if we're getting pressure on Tanny Hill, he is going to be incredibly ineffective. And, you know, if we're hitting him, getting, you know, four or five sacks, turn Tanny Hill over twice, I, I think we're in control of the game. Yeah. I look for, if fantasy-wise, Evan McPherson's a start this week. I think because of the type of game this is going to be and the kind of possessions, I mean, he could have another four or five field goal game. You know, we come up with 22 points and because we have a touchdown and five field goals. I mean, I really think he's a good play. I think we're going to take the points as we need him because we know this is, like Jake said, this is going to be a, a dog. This is a fight. This is a brawl. Yeah. You know, we're in a back alley brawl this week. So uh, in their alley. Yeah, and you know we, we we talked about the Tennessee's bad offense in terms of EPA per play, we're twenty fifth, Tennessee's twenty sixth. I mean, our offense has not been anything to be worth desiring about. Uh, it's been pretty bad as well. So that's just you know interesting number that they're twenty fifth and twenty sixth. They're right, they're right next to each other in terms of you know down to down efficiency. Um, so that that's gonna have to change. But I I think this game is gonna be one up front with whoever's more physical, whoever gets more interior pressure. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to be looking for the same thing that they showed in the, in the Rams game is that the, that they're, they're not going to be afraid to, to, 
to blitz. They're not going to be afraid to press. They're not going to be fail to be aggressive and try to get turnovers. And they're going to take advantage of Tennessee's biggest weakness. But Tennessee is going to do the same same thing to us. Yeah, I think Tennessee comes out. One thing I was really surprised at the Rams is they didn't try more screen passes. I just was surprised. They just never, you know, uh, never completed them. They yeah. tried. I mean, I remember they tried three a couple of times, but they didn't they didn't try that much. They tried to go downfield more with Stafford and he didn't have time. I mean, he's looking downfield when you know, you know, mm-hmm. what Hendrickson is doing to your backup. Um, yeah, I, I was just surprised. I think Tennessee is going to have going to have some kind of answer for that. Like I said, we put a lot on film for them to see. So we have to come up with some new wrinkles. So this is on Lou and Brian you know, to come up with a, with a good scheme this week. We need to stack these, these wins together. And this is, we've got this week, we've got Arizona next week. Those are two on the road, but they're winnable games on the road, provided we have Burrow and then uh, even a 50% Burrow. And then, uh, and then we come home for Seattle. I mean, if we can get to that bye week, I, I'm, I'm really hoping for four and two. Um, if it's three and three, it's three and three, but I want to, we want to be coming into the buy at least at, at, at 500. And at a lot, like I said, there's no reason. These are games we have to win. Cause you look at what we've got coming out of the buy, starting with San Francisco. It's not, <laughs> it's not pretty. We have three or four, we have the bills that mixed in there, but I'm just going off memory, but, uh, but I know coming out of the buy, what's our schedule look like after week seven. Yeah. Coming out of the buy. In San Fran, home against Buffalo on Sunday night, home against Houston at Baltimore Thursday night, home against Pittsburgh at Jacksonville on Monday night. That Ooh. goes until the early yeah, parts of a, December. That's a much it's, tougher stretch than this than these three. So it's 2022 all over again, my friends. Yeah. So we uh we need to uh we need these are three games that we really, really, really need. I hope they know it. Um, these can be stacked together. Four in a row would be a nice momentum to carry into the bye week. So uh yep. once again, everybody stood then we could start pointing back to last year and say, Hey, look, we went 0 and 2 last year. I mean, you know, it's it's about stacking wins, and this is yep. this is the second chip. You know, one other thing I thought of, and I, I thought about it the other night, but didn't say it, and I thought about it when we were talking about it 10 minutes ago. Uh, if, if there's a time in the season and in the year for Burrow to be nursing the calf, this is the right side. This is the right time in the schedule. And it's also the right time in the year based on weather. Right. Uh, if it was cold and he's battling that calf. It's a lot worse. It's an easier part of the schedule. Look, it's never easy because Tennessee's got a great line. And to Jake's point, they're going to try and force him out of the pocket and try and force him to run. And as good as Health-wise, he looked in week two. He aggravated it on the one time he had to roll out. But warmer weather, easier schedule. You know, gosh, let's jump out to a 24 nothing lead and put Browning in in the third quarter. Uh, you know, I, I would love nothing more than that. I mean, as a Bengal fan, we have so many nail biters that I could use a week where we just kind of yeah, but we all know yeah. we don't get those. No, we that don't get those. No, it doesn't happen to us. It's uh, Jake. How many times have I texted you? Why can't we have nice things? Yeah, as those fans, we don't get nice things. That's, well, that goes back to what I said in the last video about our neuroses. You know, when you look at the history of our organization, it's why our fan base is uh, is neurotic. Um, yeah, this has to do with our history. So just look at the meltdown game. You look at 2015, and that kind of symbolizes that. And the Palmer it just symbolizes, you know, why we oh. why we're neurotic. So, all right, anybody got anything else positive or feeling about? It? I mean, okay, so let's go with predictions. Who wants to jump in first? 
I can go. I, I listen. I already said I think McPherson has a big day. I think 19 or 22 are the numbers I'm stuck on with us. I think we get. I think this is like a like a like a 22 22 12 game. That's what I think. Like, right, I, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to steal mine. You came close. I've had a number since before we even jumped on. Okay. Uh, I laughed when you said McPherson is a key. I laughed when you threw out 19. Cause I got 19 to 16. I don't If the touchdown is scored early, that's the only time anybody leads my more than three or four points the whole game. Uh, but I'm confident that it's one of those games that is ugly and close as it's going to be. It's the new era of Bengals where it's like, we're never, we're not losing this game. Right. And uh, we win 19 to 16. Okay. You know, that was the same score as Monday. And there was somebody who put $76. It was on one of the Facebook pages. He showed his ticket. He put $76 at 400 to one on that exact score and won 30,400. 30, I don't believe any of those. I, I see those all the time. I follow. So you think, okay. Yeah, I don't believe any of them. But if he hit it, great. But I think yeah, I would say if you pick nineteen sixteen and you put seventy six dollars on it, you deserve hats your thirty off. grand. Hats off to you. You deserve your thirty grand. So I just saw the ticket. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know if it. But uh, but that was on uh, that was on Facebook. So could be just good Photoshop, I guess. Right. Yeah. Wait, nineteen sixteen was the final on Monday. Maybe yeah. that's what's been in my head all week. Yeah. Yeah. I had twenty. Well, I was not original, was I? So and I have also I have I want I think the D brings us home and I also think maybe is it just me or does every time there's a punt return now are we always are we looking for Charlie Jones to be in the oh, end zone? I oh mean, I just, yeah, now it's like this. There's hope on everyone. It's like I haven't had this kind of feeling with punt returns since Pac-Man Jones was returning him on the Marvin team. Where it's, it's like okay, we have awesome. a shot at at a, at a touchdown here, a good return. He's exciting back there. I got a text from a buddy who's East Coast. I was surprised he was staying up late to watch the game during the game Monday. And um, he said, I forgot what exactly he said. He said something about, now I know why your team stings. Now I know why your team stings because your punt returner is the fastest player on your team. I'm like, well, he's fast. I'll still take Jamar over him and shut right. up and go to bed because we're winning this game. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a, that was a hateful thing. Right. He's a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's why it's being called out here on YouTube. So, exactly. all right, let's hear. Who, who was it? Your namesake, Mr. Oh, uh, oh nice, nice, nice. All right. All right. What do you got? Mikey V. I, I've said it countless times. Never oh. betting against him as a home dog. Uh, off a loss is even better. This guy is just cash money when the line is inside a three. Um, maybe except when he's playing the Bengals. because that's the only time he's really lost multiple times in this spot. Uh, but, uh, I, I have the Bengals winning. Uh, I, I, I am going to put Tennessee plus two and a half in my contest. I have 2019, uh, Cincinnati, some late heroics, maybe a game winner for McPherson. I, I think Tennessee leads this game from start to maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, stays in control. And then fourth quarter magic happens. Bengals just waltz out of there with a, with a stolen victory 2019. Mm-hmm. I like the outcome. I don't think I need the stress of being trailing going into the fourth quarter. I, I like Devin's prediction more. Maybe we, you know, get, I, I think, like I said, I think our touchdown could be defensive or special teams. I think our, our office, you think about Monday night, we only got in the red zone once when we did mix and ran it in, but we only mm -hmm. got in the red zone once. Other than that, 
all I mean, look at the distance of McPherson's kicks. I mean, the shortest one he tried was 48. You know, he lost he missed the 56, but I think we had 48, 49, 53, 54, if I'm yeah. going off memory here. But yeah. but I I just uh you know I think I think that's what we have a lot of. I think we move the ball in between the 20s, and I think Vic Pearson has a has a big game. So yeah. I think he's I think he earns his paycheck. So that's kind yeah. of where I see it. So all right. Um, Can I throw one more thing out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um this game could get a little chippy. You know, this is the oh. third time they've played in three years. You had the whole Twitter beef, Simmons and all those guys with Quentin Spain running, you know, running some talk on Twitter. Um, I almost forgot about the Karos clip of him running off the field, throwing F-bombs everywhere. And oh, yeah. After because nobody knew what that was about. Apparently in the kneel down in the victory formation last year, their interior line got a little aggressive when it's totally understood that when you're kneeling, you just kind of let it go and, they right. came hard at the line. So this game could get chippy and interesting and just goes to what we're all in agreement that it's going to be a, a, a what's the, I think it's Keith Jackson that coined the phrase a slobber knocker. Yeah, no, it's a, listen, what, what do we have here? 19, 20 and 22. That's yeah. what we have. A, we all picked us winning, but those are under. total scores. So, you know, in terms of what we're putting up, so this is going to be, this is a dog fight. This is going in the yeah. back alley and, and slugging it out and who wants it more. So, um, yeah. All right. If you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. We do these previews. For Mark, you. I gotta, I gotta give out my pick. I, I know, and we're going to. I was just oh, okay. That, okay. And I was going to ask you for your pick. Um. So if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. Hit the thumbs up on the on YouTube. It gives it helps us out with the analytics. Check out Jake's podcast. And I want your nugget. I absolutely. You gave me Florida plus one sixty eight. Okay. Go ahead. Give me your nugget. Yeah, I started with with Florida. You, you were looking for a pick. Uh, Tennessee has not won in the swamp in my lifetime, and maybe they never will ever again. Uh, so hey, we hit we hit on that. I gave you Oregon last week. That was never right. a sweat. They were covering that by the end of the first quarter. Yep. That they allowed like 40 yards in the first three quarters. It was hilarious. Uh, another sneaky dog. It's it's a short spread, so just take the money line outright. Uh, Ole Miss over LSU. Uh, it is in Mississippi. Uh, I think this LSU defense are is they're they're just frauds uh the secondary is really bad this is this is where all miss can get them uh they went they just they're coming off of a back and forth game almost lost to arkansas uh at home which was pretty bad um this lsu team is not who people thought they were preseason i think all miss is pretty undervalued they have a great passing attack kiffin is just as good a coach as brian kelly so two and a half points uh at all miss i think they win the game outright all right there you go and for those people who like to be a little more risk averse and like teasers, I'm going to give you one that I just placed. I know Jake doesn't like them. I, I make a lot of money with teasers. So I think you have to manipulate the lines. I think the analysts are very good, especially on the pros. Um, right now, you can tease. Tease two teams. It's minus 120. So it's just like betting one game. But you can have Dallas even. If you think Dallas is going to bounce back, and I do think they're going to bounce back at home this week. So you can have Dallas even, and you can have Kansas City minus two and a half against the Jets on Sunday night. I know the Jets are coming to play, but this could be Andy Reid's 250th victory. I, it's in prime time. I, I just, and I don't see Kansas City looking past. To me, that's a, that's a great, you know, like I said, it's 120 to win 100, two team teaser. I really like that. So you're going to take the deal. You're going to take Pat Mahomes over Zach Wilson? Yeah. Can you believe did, it? Did you know that teasers used to be minus 105? And this whole new theory of it's called the Wong teaser, where it's like a, if you 
So basically, the, what a Wong teaser is, this guy whose last name was Wong came up with this math algorithm that the most profitable teasers are dogs of but do, dogs of one and a half and two and a half and favorites of six or seven. That's what a Wong teaser is. And because of that, those teasers, uh, if you do anything other, it's a not it's a not an E plus EV teaser because of this Wong teaser. Now they increase the price to minus 120, some places minus 125, just because of the Wong teaser. In my day, they were even money. What a two teaser. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my don't listen to me because I'm not professional, but I just watch sports and I know my Pac-10 football. Uh Washington destroys my alma mater in Arizona and Cal yeah. beats up on ASU coming off their great performance against SC Cal yeah. Washington parlay. There you go. There you go. You have it. So, um, see, so we're going to give you a little bit of gambling nuggets. We give you a fantasy nugget. So it's all there. All right. Well, we'll be with you right after the game on uh, Sunday morning. Are you guys going to be able to make it? What's your uh, good. All right. We'll uh, yeah, I should be fine. Send out the link. I think Heath will be here, so we'll have him in the other room where I've got nice. the Bengal thing hanging. So we'll have the uh, the whole gang together, and hopefully we're we're at two and two. That's the plan. So uh, with that, I'm gonna say everybody have a great, safe week. We'll see you after the game on Sunday. Who day? Who day? <laughs>